0: ¡Gracias! Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that your week is starting off well. If you look to the skies all over the place, there are still many signs. We're in the fifth dimension. Lots of bright pastel colors, beautiful colors. If you really look at those dark black gray clouds, if you're having a stormy day, look a little bit closer. You might find out that they're not really gray or black. They're a dark cobalt blue or a purple. I saw purple today. Purple clouds, dark purple. At first, it looked like gray or almost black or charcoal. No, it's different. You got to look like a little bit with your higher vision, activate your pineal gland. Imagine you're seeing it when you're connected to your star chakra. Imagine you're in that vortex we talked about. You're going to see something different because at first blush, the colors are what they are according to what your brain has always interpreted. Take a deep breath and look again. You're going to notice something different. It's incredible. (laughs) My friend, um, Leone, she's right now in Taiwan, and she took a picture of the sky, and she said, good morning to everybody. This was the sky I woke up to, and it was just a normal sky. The sun was starting to come up, and there was rose-colored and um, almost like a hot, bright orange red kind of more more like a red pink in the low horizon like where the sun's coming up and her uh, sky was a little cloudy looked like just gray clouds and I thought you know what if I know anything about (laughs) Leone I know she's a lot like me she is always been attracted to a shamanic path and she works with um, psychedelics to see beyond the veil (laughs) and to learn things. And she is running uh, ayahuasca ceremonies overseas. And so I thought, you know what? (laughs) There's more to these clouds. I know it. I feel it. So I started analyzing her pictures. And first thing I noticed was a perfect image of a dog. It was like a three-dimensional image in the clouds. It looked like a little dog. And I felt like it was maybe a ghost dog of someone that she knew or, you know, someone in the area knew. And then I saw a alien head shape. Then I saw a serpent and a dragon. There we go again. Michelle was seeing serpents and dragons. Miranda, or not, not Michelle. Um, Miranda was seeing serpents and dragons in the sky. I've been seeing serpents and dragons in the sky. And now... um, it was on her picture. I'm like, good, I'm not the only one that <laughs> captures really bizarre stuff these days. So I, I just had a feeling there's something else there. So I started looking for invisible seams and straight edges. And I found them, but they weren't straight. They were round. I saw three perfectly cloaked UFOs in her picture. And and I said, hey, you have three UFOs. And she said, oh, yeah, now I see them. And she circles three bright yellow clouds that were shaped like UFOs. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even see those. But look at these. And I said, look at the edges. They're cloaked. And she saw it, and she went, oh, my God. And it just, I said, I noticed this a couple weeks ago in my pictures Every time I felt this sudden urge to go and look outside, guess who was there? (laughs) But I didn't know it. Now I've got to go back and analyze all of my cloud pictures because I have a feeling that I was being visited when I wasn't aware of it. So if you guys are feeling the need, the urge, (laughs) the rush to go over and, oh, wow, the sky is weird today. Those clouds don't look... Normal. Oh, I got to get a picture of that because there's something weird up there. Even if you see nothing out of the ordinary, start snapping those pictures. When you get the the urge to, you can analyze them later. I mean, it took me to, before I saw those enormous rectangular craft in my uh, pictures, it took me like three or four days looking at them. Like there's something really strange and I'm not understanding what it is but I know there's something there and I kept looking and I kept looking and I kept blowing it up and I would look at one then I'd look at the other I would turn my camera to the side or at various angles or I would move the camera and then it would then it came to me so if you're feeling an urge to just take a picture of the sky and it's like completely random like you're in bed and then all of a sudden you have to run out and take a picture huh you probably have some friends some space brothers out there waiting waiting for you to discover that they're actually there Disclosure is coming, but it's coming like in nine years or something. It's not going to be, it's going to be a long dragged out, more long and more dragged out than it has been. But it's going to be drip by drip by drip, you know, where the Pleiadian ships show up and suddenly there's 30 of them or 100 of them and then they're gone. But the government ignores it. Well, eventually it's going to be like, oh, by the way, they're here. This is this race that's here. And they're going to only say one or two. They're not going to tell us that, oh, by the way, we've been bombarded by 20 or 30 different um, species from different planets and galaxies and parts of the universe. They're probably not going to want to freak us out that much. even though the great majority of us, especially lightworkers, we know they're they're here. We're working with them. We know they're here. We feel them. So many people are on Twitter now. You guys are saying, you know, um, not only am I, was I an abductee, now I'm a contactee and an experiencer, but I've seen them physically with my eyes. They've been in my room. They've been, you know, they've met me in my backyard. I have actually seen the ships. I have footage. I have pictures. I have documentation like people are coming forward in droves that didn't before. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I, I just, I find it extremely fascinating. I'm grateful for it. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I mean, when I was going through this stuff and I started to be aware that I've been going through this stuff my whole life Um, I was in a UFO group and this guy uh, who's very famous now he was asking me if I would undergo hypnosis you know that he could hypnotize me or find someone to do it and he wants to take notes and ask me questions and I'm like I'm terrified I mean it's bad enough they're taking me against my will in the middle of the night I mean I don't think I would fare any better knowing exactly what's happening to me on that ship, those ships. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I want to know. I think that would terrify me more to know. So I just kind of let it be. But now I'm more aware and I'm experiencing more things. And I feel like they were probably always there. They're, I think they're doing experiments or doing studies and research, but in a lot of uh, reproductive research, but in a hybrid program and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like uh, these days they're just kind of taking care of my health. (laughs) You know, I think, like, sometimes they're, um, you know, they see I'm lacking minerals or electrolytes or something, and I get abducted, but the next day I feel a little groggy, and then two days later I feel really good, like better, way better. I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know what's going on. But, um... That was interesting. I mean, in my friend's picture, like, there they were. It was so obvious. They looked like bubbles. You know how bubbles kind of distort the clouds behind them? If, you, if you're outside and you're blowing bubbles, it distorts the way the trees reflect on the surface of the bubble. It was kind of like that. I'm like, oh, this is so strange. They're right there. It was super obvious and at the same time completely hidden and invisible it was just a cloaked craft but see the only thing that give a cloaked craft away is that outer edge and I've seen beings in my bathroom <laughs> when um, I was in California and, and even in the bathroom I'm in you know I'm not in my bathroom right now but in the apartment where I am where I'm at right now I've seen stuff in my bathroom where it's just like it was like a little tiny being just walking around I don't know if it's a water spirit might be water spirits would make sense but you could see it if it moves and if it's still you can't see it but if it moves you see the outline of it for a second and it's like really weird it's like that movie predator (laughs) from the 80s or 90s where it's just like he cloaks himself he's invisible you can't see him but you could see the outline of it that's almost what it is but on a tiny scale but these massive ships i mean they're everywhere everywhere so go out and take pictures man go do it see what happens all right well welcome to the new moon in gemini there's a lot of energy with this one we had the divine feminine moon new moon and now we had and then we had the divine masculine new moon and now we have the twin flame moon the gemini moon is it's the twins Literally, it's a sign of the twins. So we have a new moon in the sign of the twins. So not only were people running hot and cold, but I feel like now people are almost um, like a twin. They're looking in a mirror. They're discovering who they are. They're looking deeper into their own subconscious mind and past psychological and emotional patterns they are literally being able to look themselves in the eye, look themselves in the mirror at this time. Like I started to have much deeper understanding of past patterns that I had 30 years ago. Um, Like being, I was never on time ever. And I was talking to my son about this and um, I had problems with being on time. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing because I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it another day. But there's a whole host of issues and problems that happens when you're never on time. You know, you get late to appointments, your appointments get canceled, you have to pay for them anyway, or, you know, all kinds of stuff. You don't get a parking space, you get fired from your job. I mean, all these things, horrible things can happen if you're never on time in the United States but we were talking about the difference here in Ecuador that if you're on time for an appointment, you have to be on time, but if you're on time for a social engagement, that's considered to be very rude. You have to be fashionably late because here in Ecuador, fashionably late is on time. 15 minutes is fashionably late. (laughs) So if you show up early than earlier than the time, that's extremely rude. So, I mean, like, my friend invited me to his wedding, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to arrive on time because he's American, but his bride is Ecuadorian, and I I don't know if it's going to be rude or what. So I get there exactly at the church on time, and it didn't start for 30 more minutes (laughs) because everyone came 15 minutes later, and then 15 minutes later is when it started. So, it's, there's cultural differences everywhere you go. You'll find something new in the culture and to do with that and other issues. And so, I, but I started looking at the, my deeper issues from when I was like in my 20s and what was going through my head, never being on time, was basically I'm scared, I'm terrified, I don't want to feel other people's feelings. I am so scared to leave the house. I don't want to go through that empathic nightmare that I was going through because I had no idea why I felt the way I felt. Now I know. Now I protect myself. But back then I had no idea. But then when someone pointed out to me that all of everyone else's perceptions of you're being late, you look lazy, you look sloppy, you look irresponsible, you look um, like you don't give a crap about other people, and you have no integrity. You say you'll be somewhere and then you're never there. So now you're unreliable. You're untrustworthy. Um, No one's going to ever take you seriously. You're not going to be able to keep a job. You're, you know, like all these things about not being on time. And then, so I, after that, you know, and this person pointed it out and said, well, why don't you go early? If you show up early, you can relax. You won't have as much anxiety. You could bring a book you love to read. Then you could catch up on your reading and you will look like you're put together. You respect the other person. You respect yourself. You know all these things, and for me, it was just about being an introvert and an empath and being terrified of being somewhere um just you know like that expectation that someone has on you is emotional pressure that I never wanted, and uh I took all the emotional pressure off myself by being thirty minutes early from there on from there on out forever, forevermore. <laughs> But I started looking at my own. But I didn't know. I, I like didn't really put it into words. I couldn't describe the emotions of it. I just knew that I was afraid. That's all I could think of. I, I'm scared. Why are you scared? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just scared. I don't know. I can't. I can't explain it. And then when, when people would ask, you know, why are you afraid? I'd be like, uh, uh, you know, which would make me more afraid because now I'm under even more emotional pressure. Thanks, you know. Pile it on, you know. <laughs> but. Um, but just even tonight I was like going over my like over some of my weird old habits from like 30 years ago it's like why was I like that and now I see a bigger grander picture so that's what the new moon in Gemini will do for you is you're going to be able to see all of your patterns in the past from the perspective that's higher and grander broader perspective and you're going to understand yourself that much more so whatever your old habits or your old ways were you're going to be able to look yourself in the mirror, in the emotional, psychological mirror with this new moon. And also it's for all of the twin flames. I think that we're being prepared on some level cosmically with a radiation, not radiation, but the radiating energy. It's coming to us so that we can come together together. All the twin flames. I'm hoping to God this is true. I hope by the next new moon, my twin is in my life. At least, hopefully, he'll make the first move and call me or write me an email at least or something. You know, I keep hoping he'll find me. As I miss him, (laughs) we only really hang out with our twins when we're on the other side and they're on the other side. You know, so if you go back to my twin flames episode, if you don't remember all the ins and outs of that. You only see your twin in your last life and usually you don't even see him then. Usually, unless you came here for that specific twin flame mission, you're not going to have a twin (laughs) incarnate at the same time as you. But if you do and you haven't met them yet, today's new moon energy is going to bring that about that much faster. So this is the time I have a candle I'm probably going to light tonight for this. Maybe if you have two candles of the same color Two white candles, um, you know. Two red candles, maybe pink if you want to go in the middle. You know, split the difference between the meanings of the colors. Um, I have a red, one red candle here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just light that and call the energy of my twin flame union together. I'm, I'm ready, man. Anyway, ascension symptoms scale went right back on up. We are at 97 today, so we're not at the highest ascension symptoms but I i don't know about you guys but I'm feeling super hot energy pouring through my body and then super cold energy so it's like I've got a sweater nearby so I will start to burn up and I just get so hot and then five or ten minutes later I'm shivering and cold and I don't have a fever I'm finally healthy I feel great physically I feel good I'm just, uh, it's just this energy, this cosmic wave energy. It's like literally in waves, literally coming in waves and all the, um, the sky energy. There's all kinds of colors. Like I've seen blue, purple, like this reddish, it's a new color I've never even seen before. It's not pink. It's not red. It's not orange and it's not magenta, but it's maybe all of those mixed together and then add a whole bunch of neon energy these bright colors I've never seen before in the sky are suddenly like for a couple days now and blue, bright blue I've seen clouds that were colors of blue I've never seen before and then this purple this royal purple in various shades from lavender to dark purple I've seen in the sky so there's all these energies and even if I just look at normal things that looked a certain color before, I'm seeing like a higher dimensional vibration, kind of hovering over colors and things I'm looking at. Sounds like I'm on a psychedelic journey, which I am not. But it, it, I, I just feel like the more and more we get into this, the deeper we get into it, the more we don't need LSD anymore. <laughs> It's like really what it feels like to me. Like we're on a big acid trip, but it's a very mild one, but strong enough to uh, <laughs> to notice it. All right, Schumann Resonance Scale today at 1230 UTC time, they write. After a couple of days of rest, the activity started again today at 8 a.m. UTC with an initial peak at 30 hertz. The amplitude continued to increase until it reached the maximum peak until now of 49 hertz at 11 a.m. UTC. And then it talks again about the main interactive PDF archive that you can view and also download. And that's, again, on disclosure.it. So then they write at 1700 (laughs) o'clock UTC time, the peak at 49 Hertz has remained the most powerful of today. The activity lasted five and a half hours from 7.30 to 13 UTC. And then at 22 UTC time, they write, just after midnight on the chart, which corresponds to 17 UTC, there was a new series of peaks that reached 47 and 45 Hertz. So that's pretty cool. But 49 was the biggest one for the day and it lasted for four. I mean, was it five and a half hours, right? So I just said, yeah, five and a half hours. So, and they said at least, so pretty cool, right? I'm loving this. I think this is pretty neat. I don't know. There's nothing we can say about it. I mean, we could say whatever we want, but there's nothing we could do about it. We don't have a say in whether it happens or not. Not really. Not anymore. <laughs> the train has left the station. Elvis has left the building. We are on our way. So, another thing that has uh, come to my attention, according to Victor Odo, I quite agree. Is that at this time we are seeing our greatest potential unfold before us? We can see the clearing as if we've been walking through the woods in a long, long time. Those are my words, not his. But it's almost like we've been walking through the forest, <laughs> you know, with a backpack on our back and our machete, <laughs> trusty machete at our side, and crunching through. The brush and the leaves and our combat boots, you know, we've been warriors battling it out for years to get to this point in the ascension, hacking our way through the forest with our machete. But now (laughs) we've come to a clearing and it's kind of like, oh, thank God, it's going to be so easy to walk across that grassy meadow (laughs) And we're getting glimpses, bits and pieces and glimpses of this energy of what's to come. And what's to come is that things are going to be so easy, so easy. We're going to have mental and emotional clarity like never before. And we're going to manifest just so rapidly. And that's what's amazing. And I have had instances in the past few months it showed me. And then I had other, then I had other days where it's like, what was that again? <laughs> That's not true. Wait, what? That's not happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's moving. I feel stagnant again. Wait, what happened to the clarity? Maybe I was just, was I high? I don't know. I don't think I was high that day. What happened? How come that day was so great? <laughs> How does that day rate compare to this one? Damn. So what Victor Odo pointed out is that we're going to have like basically fits and starts. We'll have great days. We're like, yes, and we could see our own power and we're going to feel empowered and we're going to see with perfect clarity, our vision for our future and how great it's going to be and how easy it's going to be to manifest it. How we're going to just bring the right people, you know, the right people, the right circumstances, the right benefits to us and others just by our, Following our intuition. Now, however, this is the new moon of Gemini. So while we can simultaneously see the one thing, which is how great things are going to go for us soon coming up, we're also seeing all the bad and the crap and the horrible things in the world as well. You know, I just mentioned on some—I sh- don't know—some channel. Oh, yeah, was this morning there was something a really weird metaphor about how planet Earth has been like kidnapped by dark beings, and for millennia we've been struggling to get free from our captors, even though we're living within their laws and rules. And the fact that there are rules and laws over us that shouldn't be there. And we haven't like done anything about it yet, which we are doing some about. It's a very weird video. I don't want to go into it so much. It's not all that important because it was a very weird analogy. I like, subscribed to this woman because she's a channeler. Now I'm thinking she might not be channeling beings I wish to hear from. You know, I wish to hear from spiritual masters more. But, I mean, it's interesting to channel the aliens sometimes, but... Sometimes they're just like us, and you know, like us. There's good and bad, and ignorant and um, aware. (laughs) You just don't know what you're gonna get. It's like a box of chocolates, right? (laughs) An unmarked box of chocolates. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just feel like we're, um, you know, we're we're at this precipice, though, where we're seeing. Per- with perfect clarity where we're going, and then at the same time, we're seeing all the bad in the world, and we're like, damn. Well, all the counters are clean, but it's time to mop the damn floor. You know, it's like a half cleaned kitchen. <laughs> That's what the world is right now. It's a half cleaned kitchen or a half cleaned house. So, we we're learning about all the things that we have to uh, deal with. I thought the neighbors were better because I haven't heard a lot of um, screaming and crying and shouting from from over there. And today, um, my son had a feeling, a gut instinct feeling. He knocked on the door and opened the door, and the the person to open the door was one of the little kids and their parents were not even home and the kids had uh, bloodied and bruised faces so more prayers are needed for the neighbors my son tried to call the equivalent of CPS here and they answered the phone and when he started to talk they hung up on him and then when he called back suddenly it was a wrong number and he just like dialed it again. Like he just pushed the button. Like it wasn't like he re pushed in each individual number and dialed wrong. He's like, I don't know what happened. That was freaking weird. And then he called the emergency services, like the equivalent of 911. And the police like arrived and they parked half a block away. They stayed inside of their truck or whatever and then after a half hour they drove away they didn't bother coming into the building or knocking on the gate they didn't bother to even check so my son said I want to fix Ecuador I want to see what's going on in this country because this this isn't right and he started looking up statistics and 3,000 little girls were raped last year so he's looking at this this is the problem he wants to solve He wants to uh, make sure that emergency responders actually frickin' respond, actually give a damn, you know, that kids are actually honored, you know, as human beings. So I don't know what to do. He's like, should we be vigilantes it into our own hands? And I'm like, no, we can't do that. We need to get those people to actually frickin' respond. So we need to go back on a day in which the parents leave the kids alone again and take a video and take the evidence to the police. So I think I'm gonna do that. Like we'll we'll do it together and I'll stand by your side and we will make sure that something happens. We're also gonna petition up people in the building. I mean, we haven't done that yet. We talked about it and we never did it. So but now is the time, New Moon and Gemini is the time to start projects like that. So if you feel the need to uh, take action in your world, and and you're looking at things like human trafficking and things like, you know, my kid was almost kidnapped two days ago. You walk down to the gas station to get, um, I don't know, eggs or something. 10 o'clock at night. They're open till midnight. It's a relatively safe city, safest city in South America. And these guys in a big white van came up and tried to grab him. I mean, he didn't really explain what happened I think he just punched them and ran you know but it's just like super disturbing this kind of thing is happening all over the world not just here mostly in other countries you know Ecuador it happens but not as often but it's happening in the United States broad daylight in Atlanta, Georgia other cities San Francisco it's happening all over so those are things we need to start looking at we need to start fixing in our world you know, and those are things I'm looking at too. So, um, you know, I've been signing petitions for the past couple days. That's part of it. <laughs> not a lot I can do from a far distance, you know, just being one person. But I always, always, always sign the forms. I always sign the petitions. If you're not doing that, you could go to Daily Coast K-O-S. I think it's dailycoast.com. Or just look it up on Google search and you'll find it right away. And and change.org is another one. Uh, Just go to these places and sign up and they will just send you a newsletter with all the things. And you go and just sign the petitions. You could spend an hour every day. Don't even have to read the petitions if it's going to upset you emotionally. Or you could just say, hey, every Saturday I'm going to clean my house and I'm going to clean up my world. Spend an hour on the house and an hour on the world then the rest of your weekend is yours you know what I mean like you could have some sort of a setup <laughs> I'm a Virgo so you know I plan ahead and I do things like this but um, I, I sign the petitions as they come along but I used to do it where it was like just every every weekend every Saturday afternoon after Saturday morning cartoons even if they're on Netflix with my kids when you know they're taking their afternoon naps on the weekends or whatever or if they go out with their friends I would be here's my two hours of watching Netflix and signing petitions. You don't really have to read the petition all the way through, you know, especially from those two organizations. Usually they're pretty, pretty good. So I don't know. It is what it is. Um, But the Gemini new moon, that's what's happening with that. I am going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I am going to go over the tarot year, card what is your tarot year card so (laughs) this is going to be a super fun one I hope I hope you enjoy it so stick around let the little message play out and then I'll be right back Hey guys, I just realized something. All that talk in the first half of tonight's episode. And I forgot to mention why I was late publishing my show last night. I finished the show. Everything was good to go. And the internet went out for almost two and a half hours. I was so mad because I started my show early so I could be finished early. So I could have more time with my kid. (laughs) <laughs> when, I, when I record the show exactly in just the nick of time everything goes fine you know it's like what it's like come on it's the luck of the Irish at least that's what I had yesterday <laughs> anyway I wanted to apologize for that in case any of you were like waiting and waiting and waiting for it I feel kind of bad that it took so long to get out it's like 12 o'clock my time now so I am, I don't know, there's no wood round, knock on fake ass wood. <laughs> and I will have it done and out the door, so to speak, in the next hour, hour and a half. I mean, my goal is to get it out the door by uh midnight California time, and sometimes I don't get it out till one o'clock in the morning California time, or at least California standard time, not daylight savings time. <laughs> So half the year I'm on time, and half the year it's kind of wonky. So anyway, um, I did want to apologize before we get into tonight's topic. So tarot year card. Now you know how to calculate what the world year is. 2019, 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 9. So I'm doing the math right now at 10, 11, 12, which equals 12. We're in a 12 world year in numerology. Reduce that down to 1 plus 2, which is 3. So we're in a 3 year, which is good. It's a great year for me to have a radio show because I am a 3, personality-wise. But anyway, we had a whole numerology episode. But this one is a little bit different how you calculate it. Um, your tarot year card not for the world which which it is uh, for the world in tarot it's not 3 it's 12 which wait a minute isn't that the hanged man okay we'll have to go over that in a minute but um, <laughs> that does kind of make a little bit of sense but um, to calculate your oh excuse me whoo I'm having this sudden bout of lethargy. Here we go with the Ascension symptoms again. Yeah, we are at 97. Came back up from yesterday. So, you calculate it by doing the day you were born, the month, the number of the month you were born. So, I was born August 25th. So, mine will be 8 plus 25 plus the year we're in right now, 2019. So, when I calculate mine... It ends up uh, nine. I'm in a hermit year because nine is corresponding. But the thing is a tarot, you don't keep reducing down till you get a single digit. You have to reduce it down until you have a number between zero and 22. I'm going to tell you right now, if you get zero or one in this calculation, you have to redo it because you did something wrong. it is mathematically impossible to get a zero (laughs) or a imaginary number yeah okay we're getting out there too much okay (laughs) I'm like you would have to have imaginary numbers in order to arrive at a zero so that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah it's like way too much pre-calculus there okay we so you have to arrive at a number between well, basically two and 22. So, say you arrive at the number 34, everything you know, add it all up and ends up you know, reduce it down to 34. Then you add three plus four, which is seven, which means you're in a seven year. And then you look in the tarot, what does that correspond to? And if I'm not mistaken, it's a chariot, so that would be your your card for the year and then what you do is you try to figure out what does that mean for you 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 know what does it mean in general what could the possible lessons of that year be as well as you know um you know like how does it relate in general and how does it relate to you? And if you're like halfway through the year, which we are, <laughs> woohoo, June, <laughs> now you could see, well, yeah, you know, I could kind of see in the past six months, this, this really truly has been the ponderings. <laughs> you know, over my morning coffee, those are the exact thoughts I've been having. And it's directly related to the card. Oh my gosh. Or those are the lessons I've been living. Those are the experiences I've drawn to myself and how ironic it's identical to the card that that is my year card. Now, there's some schools of thought that believe that your, your tarot card, your tarot year card, is starting on your birthday and goes until your next birthday. And there are some schools of thought that say it starts on January 1st of that year. I'm in the latter half of the group. I believe it starts in the beginning of the year. If you don't like that lesson, maybe you could kind of fudge it a little and go, well, I'm in the first half of the group (laughs) until it changes again. But it doesn't mean that your lessons will change. Just, you know, you're trying to shift your perspective out of emotional uh, (laughs) uncomfortability and a little bit of spiritual laziness. So don't do that but you could decide for yourself like what's really true for you because maybe you are truly in the half that belongs from birthday to birthday maybe that's really where your lessons are uh, coming from cosmically but I do believe it has something to do with the world year of 2019 is this year so I wanted to let you know that you're never going to have a zero now okay now when when I say your tarot year card and there's 70 was it 72 cards in a tarot deck? So that's not what uh, we're looking at. We're looking at only the major arcana, so we're not looking at the suits. It's not like a normal deck of cards with the, you know, the, the pentacles, you know, clubs, wands, diamonds, you know, or you know, pentacles, cups, wands, and um. Why am I drawing a blank on this? I know this stuff. I know I know this stuff. What is this? Uh, So, earth, air, fire, water, earth. Oh, pentacles is earth. Fire, wands. Cups is (laughs) love. Um, uh, Cups is uh, water. Yeah, obviously, because cup holds water. Duh. And then um, earth, air, fire. What is air? Oh, yeah, duh. Swords. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Wow, that was weird. Okay. (laughs) Woohoo, ascension symptoms. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so yeah, so so we're not going through those. We're not going through the suits, okay? Okay. We're going through just the majors, like full through the universe. (laughs) And when you look at it, the tarot, when you look at it the right way, tarot does read just like a book. Of man and when I say man I include women and transgender folks and everybody I just mean humans uh, you know Um, the fools he's he's in heaven he starts off on his journey doesn't take much with him his only trusty faithful companion is a dog dogs filled backwards as God because the only companion we ever truly bring on our journey is God I mean I studied this stuff (laughs) so I didn't study all of it I, I didn't finish the lessons by any means but I did it for many years so okay so the fool card is the zero because he's still in heaven which is why the sky is not blue in the card it's yellow in the traditional deck it's gold he's still up in heaven that's where the golden light comes from and so so that's why it's zero because that's where God is and the one is here that's the perpendicular plane of existence that's the first dimension anyway I could get really deep and then that one is a magician so basically you can only but see this is the other thing the magician so you can never have a zero and you can never have a one it is impossible because we're now in the 2000s so the bare minimum you're going to have a two you can never have a one pretty cool right that's like so nifty (laughs) you're never gonna you're never gonna have a one I don't know I just thought that was really mathematically cool so basically we're never gonna even be the magician we're never gonna have a magician year aww it doesn't mean we can't be magicians or witches or wizards or what have you. We can, but the fool card is calculated. Then anything that adds up to 22, that's your fool year. Hmm. See how it works. There's 22 cards, but you can't have a zero or a one. But I mean, when you get 22, there isn't a 22nd major arcana. That's why it's the fool. Hmm. <laughs> And it's a bit of magic, so I don't know. It's just a little bit confusing, but that's important to note. All right. I wanted to tell you before I get into it, um, there are many, many free apps to help you with figuring out your year lessons. Um, you could go with a, a The Galaxy Tarot is an amazing, amazing free app. I absolutely love it and highly recommend it. The descriptions are pretty simple. They're not very well detailed, but they're good for just fast, quick readings, and the artwork is good. I also really like the Rider Waite app, just for the straight up Rider Waite deck, and um, the app I'm particularly thinking of, if you download the wrong one, you could delete it and get the right one, but the right one has, I mean the one that I like anyway, has the um, like four or five words that describe the card, Then it has an introduction. Then it has a general meaning. Then it says for career, love, finances, health, spirituality, romance. Okay, so all of these categories, it has an explanation based on what your question was. So it's extremely thorough. Um, Also, you're going to maybe want to get your own tarot card deck, and I cannot tell you which one I recommend because... It really, truly has to do with who you are and your personality and what you like. When I was first starting off in tarot, I bought the tarot of the cat people. It's an insanely wild deck. It's just these people that live in a far-off galaxy that doesn't even exist. It's just this fantasy world. Of the artist, and I thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, I love these cards so much, and I got to know the the people in the cards and what their backstory was. She had like a little story for it. Was like really an insane deck, but I used that one for years, and it was stolen out of my storage, so I don't have it anymore, and that's okay. I'm moving on to other things now. My now my deck is um, the Andean tarot, and I'm probably gonna go looking around town. I'm going to Quito in a couple of weeks, which is the capital of this country, and when i'm there i'm going to look for a couple of esoteric shops my son wants tarot cards and i want to see if i could get a deck in english would be nice if i could get a cards are a little bit bigger than the ones i have ones i have are really thick and really small so it's kind of awkward in my hands anyway so you have to understand that buying tarot used never a good idea you can cleanse them though if it's someone that's like you love and trust or handed down from your grandma or something, that's okay. But you have to cleanse the cards. You always have to cleanse the cards and you have to um, understand that when you get a tarot deck, usually it's in a box and inside the box, it's wrapped and sealed in plastic usually, or the box itself is wrapped in plastic and they are untouched by human hands. So there's no energies on it but even still from the manufacturer and shipping and handling the outer edge of the box, you still have to slap it three times to get extra energy out. Maybe smudge it with some smoke incense, blow on it with your breath, which is sacred. That's how we were made. God breathed us into life. So that therefore your breath is the spark of the divine and makes you sacred, makes your breath sacred and magical. Therefore, so you work with the deck, so you could look at only the majors and see what's going on. But every tarot deck will have a, um, a little booklet that has some basic explanations for these cards. And if the artwork is not traditional, they will explain their own artwork, basically. But tarot books I highly recommend are Tarot for Yourself. That was my go-to book. This is How I Learned about the tarot year card. Inside that book, they have a calculator, this huge way to calculate your number and your year. It's like really intense. It's like really, really well thought out. And there also is another book that I absolutely loved by Angelus Ariane called The Tarot Handbook. I highly recommend that one as well. Um, You could create a graph if you want to see where you're at because sometimes you'll go all the way to the top and then you fall back down to the bottom or you'll go halfway depending on the way the numbers are working. And once you do the graph, you're going to see what I mean. So you might go to a 9 and then you go to a 10, 11, and then you get up to 22 and then you get up to twenty. But when you get to 23, you don't go down to 2, you go down to 5. A 23 year is 2 plus 3 equals 5. So you go back down to the hierophant here. So sometimes you might, just depending on your birthday, you're going to bounce around a little bit. So creating a graph will help you. If you create a graph and you see what age you were during different world years, you could go, oh, yeah, when I'm 21, I went through that. Oh, snap. When I was that year, I was that, you know. My parents started to break up in 1971. For me, that was a lover's year card. I was sitting, you know, I was like, what, two? (laughs) You know, I'm not going to have any issues with the lover or being celibate, obviously, you know. Um, But I watched and witnessed as my parents, who were very much deeply in love, could not work out their relationship and separated. So, you know, so you could like go back over your life and see things like that. Oh, wow. The year my parents divorced, that was that year for me. And that does correspond to my life as well. Those are lessons I planned before I got here as well to correspond with those years and how ironic. So I highly recommend finding out what your tarot year card is. So we're not going to start with the Fool card. We'll save, save that one for last since that is the number 22. And the Magician, we can't be because that's impossible. So we're going to start with the High Priestess so basically, and by the way, the magician is related to Mercury. The fool is related to the element of air and the planet Uranus. Just for your correspondence. Um, So yeah, the, the tarot is a, I'm probably not going to go over this cause this is going to be a little bit too much for this particular topic. There's so much to do with the tarot that we could make many, many episodes of this. So, um, basically you start off as a fool you're in heaven you don't really know what you're gonna expect but you're happy and you have your ever trusty dog and or God at your side at all times and then you get to one you're the magician you learn that you could create you 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 come down here you create your body everything you think about you bring about and that's the first thing you learn as a baby you cry your mom comes and brings you milk right and um, like in the high priestess she's a virgin and she's remembering everything so babies, they are obviously virgins, and they are soaking up everything around them. They're remembering everything. And then, you know, you learn about creativity, which is the next card, you know, the empress. So the, the, the tarot, the major arcana, literally is a story of humanity. And you just keep going through these, like, cycles. And every year you learn different lessons to do with these cards. <laughs> All right, so... the one The first one you could possibly have would be the High Priestess. she is related to the moon, and the Moon is the subconscious and the subconscious mind is where you keep all of your memories and your reactions and your experiences and The high Priestess on her lap she holds a scroll, and so that's a clue <laughs> and that scroll is your akashic records it's everything you've ever said, been done, experienced, thought and it's all on a scroll and your kashik records are from this life and every life you've ever lived on the planet and they are stored in the planet as well as in your DNA physically I mean there's not like a scroll with your name on it I mean there's a whole story about something in India about that but we're not going to talk about that today don't worry about that now So the first card that you could ever possibly be as far as having your year is the high priestess year. This is a year of choices. You know, do I stay? Do I go? Do I do this? Do I do that? You know, the number two in and of itself inherently has the idea of a choice. So the high priestess, even though she's a virgin, you might be going through uh, problems of not believing that you are an innocent human being, that you're born innocent. That maybe you are dealing with uh, sexual repression, or maybe you're sleeping around a lot during this card year. Possibly you're worried about it. In It might be that you're neurotic about the sexuality or it might just be that you're focusing a lot on your past. You're trying to work some stuff out that did happen in your Akash and it's there and you're kind of working with your subconscious mind. So this year would be a good year for you to maybe start seeing a counselor or a a psychologist to kind of work some stuff out that is inside your mind. So the next year is when your year card adds up to a three. Now, again, if it adds up to a uh, 21, it does not reduce to a three. That stays as a world card. If it adds up to 12, again, that remains the 12. It does not reduce to a single digit. So it would literally have to be a three in order to be the empress, Venus, the goddess of love. The empress year would be a year in which you are delving into your intense creativity. Now this also could mean pro creativity as the empress is seen. She's sitting down on the same throne that the high priestess sits on but the high priestess is inside she's indoors and the empress is outside in the garden of nature she is fully enjoying all of nature whereas the high priestess is standing on a moon a crescent moon her foot is on a crescent moon and by the way Mother Mary is always depicted as a virgin who is the high priestess she's always standing on the crescent moon please every time you see anything Catholic notate that (laughs) it's really really telling about the occult meanings behind Catholic art and the Holy Tarot and how it all relates so the Empress year is a year in which you're going to be like creative You might get pregnant. If you're a man, your girlfriend or wife might become pregnant. Or you might contemplate having children if you're of the right age. Or maybe you're going to start something that's very creative, like an endeavor such as writing or uh, painting, drawing, sculpture, metal welding, uh, building houses is creative. Landscaping, anything that has that added element of intense creativity where you just feel so alive and in nature, there will be a time in which you want to be out in nature quite a bit. So I like the Empress year. Empress years are really good. The emperor year is related to Aries. This is when your year is a four and the emperor he sits on um, a cube. This is called the Cube of Space. You could relate it to the Kaaba Allah in Saudi Arabia uh, <laughs> where uh, the big cube, the first house ever built to worship God, what is a giant gray cube. It appears black in all the pictures because that is a cloth that they drape over it, but underneath it, it is a gray, which is the color of wisdom, cube. It's been called the Cube of Space. It's called the alchemist Cube. There's all kinds of amazing things about this. But he sits, the Emperor sits on this cube, which is his throne, and it, he looks out over all of his kingdom, his whole empire, because he is the Emperor. So an Emperor year for you is when you start to survey all that you have in your life and all that you do not and all that you want and how you can recreate your empire for yourself. How are you going to recreate your life this year? It's more about having discipline to do it. Whereas the emperor or Empress year, she'll have you writing lists and making dioramas Drawing pictures with paints and crayons and markers and colored pens and you know you having the sticky tabs everywhere <laughs> but the emperor will be the one to say all right it's getting, everything's going to be disciplined black and white we're going to do everything with integrity and this is how we're going to build our world <laughs> this is what we want this year Now, if you're a woman, can you be in an emperor year? Obviously, yes, of course you can. And if you're a man, can you be in an empress or high priestess year? Obviously, yes, you can. So this has nothing to do with genders, just the way the cards are laid out, okay? And we all have all genders in us anyway. And some of us have no genders, and sometimes we're gender fluid. We have everything. Because we are multidimensional beings, don't forget, all right? So, the next card is the Hierophant. Now, the Hierophant, that's a really strange word. Most people don't know what it means. I do. (laughs) The Hierophant is related to Taurus, which is luxury, and having the best of the best, but it's also about being stubborn and bullheaded as well. (laughs) Taurus, symbol of Taurus is a bull. So, in a year of the Hierophant, this is a year in which you're going to learn to trust yourself. Your higher fan is your higher guidance. It's your higher self. This is your soul. You are going to be working on a subconscious level, mostly in a way in which you are connecting with your soul. Doesn't mean you're necessarily going to become very spiritual, but it could. So again, you have to go check out what these cards mean and what it means to you specifically and how you're going to relate to the cards. But for me during higher fat years, those are years I developed a greater telepathic connection with my spiritual team, my higher self and my God connection grew stronger I learned to listen to the still small voice within now another thing you might learn during a higher Hierophant year is to be uh, more uh, mindful you might take mindfulness classes you might learn how to meditate or if you already know how to meditate you'll get back to it if you haven't done it for a while during a higher Hierophant year it's a very powerful year to get into your own individual connection to divine in whatever form that looks like for you. Now, if you're an atheist, you want to be listening to this. But if you're listening to this and you are an atheist, what a higher fan Year means for you is that you might spend more time connecting to your inner core of who you are and learning about your own personal values and learning things like personal integrity and mature spiritual maturity or uh, responsibility you might decide to take on projects that align with your core values you might learn to um, uh, spend more time in nature and feel a connection you know and that might be your spirituality so now the next card, oops. Okay. I'm looking at my thing. Okay, next card after that is the year this, when you get a six year, the six year is related to Gemini. Yay. We're in Gemini right now. Gemini new moon. <laughs> and that is related to the lovers. Yes. So not only is Gemini the twins, but it also is related to the lovers card, which Usually on most tarot cards, the lovers are a man and a woman. It's, I know, it's heteronormative. It's cisgender. That's just the way it's been since the beginning of whenever. But it doesn't always mean that your physical body corresponds to the picture on the card, okay? Usually one of you will be more masculine. One will be more feminine. And I don't mean stereotypically this way. You will be the uh, energy embodiment of more masculine and feminine energies, which is a lot more refined than the stereotypes. Okay. It's just, um, the energy, the way it works. Like, you know, with a battery, you know, you've got your positive and your negative and you need both in order for something to work. That's all I mean by that. So now during a lover's card year, when it adds up to six, this could mean that you are Celibate for the whole freaking year. It doesn't mean you're going to find a lover. It doesn't mean you're going to have a lot of lovers. It doesn't mean you're going to find your one true love, your soulmate or your twin. A lover's card could mean that you're going to take a break from all that and then contemplate what that means for you. I think my last lover's year might have been like that, to be honest. So... You know, it doesn't always mean exactly what it looks like on the surface. So again, you have to delve beneath the surface inside yourself to see what each thing will mean for you. Okay. So I always like the lover's card though. I've, I've had, um, good lovers years, you know, where I, oh, I actually am in love this year. That is phenomenal. And then if you are in that love relationship, you're going to start learning what love means and, and how does it play out. It's not enough to just say, I love you. It's not enough just to feel it. What does it mean? You know, if you bring your, your one true love um, a cup of tea before you're asked or, or before they even express that desire, when you have that connection on a level in which you're thinking about others before yourself, You don't think about your own comfort first. You think about your lover's comfort first. So it could be spiritual maturity in that way as well. So the next card is uh, related to the sign of cancer, which does not have anything to do with the disease. That's just a super unfortunate name for that disease. (laughs) But um, cancer is a very nurturing, loving, but also self-sufficient sign and energy. And so the chariot year, which is a seven-year That relates to being ready to go, baby. You are literally in your chariot and you are driving in the direction of your dreams. You are self-sufficient. You're like a crab with its home on its back. (laughs) I'm not saying you're homeless, but you could be homeless during a chariot year. Very possible. (laughs) It <laughs> could be a year in which you're doing a lot of travel it could be a year in which you're traveling a lot inside your mind you're exploring who you are it could be one year, a year in which you are prevented from traveling you know, it, prevented from going anywhere you might be stuck somewhere and it's frustrating and you have to learn to develop patience and spiritual maturity through that means possible So, again, the chariot year, I think one of my last chariot years was one in which I was traveling, like, almost nonstop, and I loved it. I loved to travel. But I've also had chariot years where I was just dead in the water, and I couldn't go anywhere, and I wanted to. So, there's different lessons in each of these years. Now, strength is the next one. I love the strength card. It is number eight in the Major Arcana the strength card traditionally is showing a woman who is bent over a lion. And the lion is usually traditionally colored a deep, powerful red, which is the color of your first chakra. Okay. And the lion is red because it stands for raw energy, physical vitality and strength. Like, really intense powerful strength and it is related to sexuality but the woman is bending over the lion and she's petting it with one hand and putting her hand in the lion's mouth with the other hand so not only is the lion standing for just sheer raw powerful strength Energy, But the woman is stronger than the lion. She is controlling her own power. She is in her own power and she's putting her hand in a lion's mouth unafraid because of her own powerful strength. She knows she's not going to get hurt. She knows herself. So in a strength year, you learn how to trust yourself cool right and of course this is related to Leo what's Leo the symbol of a lion pretty neat how all this stuff works out right (laughs) and the next year yay I'm in this year it is related to Virgo 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 I totally forgot that until this very moment (laughs) when your number adds up to nine you are in the year of the hermit. That's when you become a little old man and you live in a cave and you wear nothing but robes and mandals. (laughs) Just kidding. Hey, 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 Yoka. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, so the hermit year is a year in which you become a way shower. God, this is a perfect hermit year for me. (laughs) So, Several things happen during a hermit year. One is you become a way shower for others. So in the hermit card, you will see traditionally in the Rider Waite deck, he is most of the card is gray. Gray stands for wisdom. He's standing on the top of a mountain and he is bowing his head because he bows his head before the power that is greater than him, God. But at the same time, he's holding up a lantern and the light is shaped like the star of David. There's a lot of symbology in this. He is holding up a lantern, but he is humble. It's a year in which you learn to be humble. It's a year in which you learn to be a, live a life a solitary life when you decide to be alone consciously. It's a year in which you realize that you're not lonely. You're You've decided, at least for now, this is where you're at. It is a hard year because it's a big freaking lesson year as far as spiritual growth is concerned. This is one of those years in which you, if you are in a relationship, you're going to want a lot of alone time and you'll struggle getting it. If you are alone, you're going to want to be with somebody, but at the same time, There's like that little bit of a uh, feeling holding you back because you are learning to come into your own spiritual power. You're becoming empowered on a deep spiritual level. The uh, hat that the hermit wears in the original deck is shaped like the symbol Yod, the open hand of God, and that is right on your head when you are the hermit. The open hand of God is giving you anything and everything you want because you are living from a place of deep, profound humility. You're humble. You're spiritual. You're standing on the mountain holding your light up, way showing the path for other people. You're waiting for them to come. You're not there alone forever. You're waiting for the people to catch up with you. So that is potential lessons of the Hermit year. Another thing about the Hermit year is that you will be tying up all loose ends. So if you have relationships that are like done, but not quite ended, this is a year to get the closure This is a year to finish up all things like lawsuits, uh, just stuff that was from last year. This is a year to fix it, finish it all up. You have a lot of loose ends and you're just, it's all about closure, 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 learning humility while searching for deeper metaphysical truths. And this is a year you might be a little bit of an oddball, so don't worry about it. (laughs) I speak for myself as well as others. (laughs) Okay, the next year is the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, that's an actual card. (laughs) If you don't know anything about the tarot, it's like, what the hell is she on about right now? (laughs) Okay, the Wheel of Fortune card is related to Lucky Lucky Planet of Jupiter, the expanding planet. So, just like the chaotic game show, <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune year, when your year adds up to a 10, you can go either way. You can lose it all, or you can gain the world, but it will be a time of upheaval and chaos. <laughs> this will be the year in which you're going to change relationships or or the status. You know, if you're single, maybe you'll get involved. If you're involved, maybe you'll get married. If you're married, maybe you'll get divorced. If you're single, maybe you'll find someone. If you found someone, maybe you'll go back to being single. Who knows? Just spin that wheel, see what happens. <laughs> it's one of those years that can be quite chaotic, but if you're not on your proper destiny road during A Wheel of Fortune year, guess what? The universe is going to make damn sure you get back on that road. Obstacles will be shoved in your path if you're not supposed to be somewhere. And things will be removed and your path will be made clear to go in the direction of your destiny. Next year for me? That's a Wheel of Fortune year. <laughs> and it's a great year to have right after you've gone through a year of being alone, after you've contemplated God, nature, the universe, and you've done it from a solitary standpoint. It's always good to follow that up with a Wheel of Fortune year. Kind of shake things up a bit and get back in the flow. And the only way you're going to get through Wheel of Fortune year is just to accept everything positively and go with the flow. If things don't happen the way you want it, you realize, ah, snap. I wasn't meant to be with that person on that road in that house. That wasn't meant to get that contract, whatever it is. (laughs) You might lose your job. You might get a better job. You don't know. It's a wheel of fortune year. (laughs) So it's a, it's a pretty, Pretty intense year. But now, the next year after that is the justice year. When your number's out up to 11, you are in a justice year. And this is a year in which the scales of justice will seek the balance point. This might mean that you're going to be in, in, uh, in and out of courtrooms a lot. Or maybe it's karmic justice. If someone has done you wrong, that's the year they're going to get their come up comeuppance. Come Comeuppance. You just sit back and watch it happen, and be grateful it's not you, <laughs> and be grateful that you've already gone through your stuff, right? <laughs> so the justice year, though, that is a karma year. So it's a Libra, balancing of the scales year. So eleven. Just think of the number. It's two one side by side, which in and of itself is is a symbol of justice. It's a balanced. So you're going to be doing a balancing act during this year. So if you've, you know, said all your prayers and you've done all the right things in your life, a justice year can be very, very rewarding. You might have the greatest year of your life. Or if you've been kind of a shithead, well, shit will hit the fan and come back on you during the justice year. In a justice year, you will be getting your just desserts. <laughs> so let's hope they are sweet. And don't have a lot of calories and don't cause diabetes. (laughs) In the next year, when your numbers add up to 12, this year is the hanged man. Now, (laughs) on the surface, that sounds pretty freaking scary. Usually when you think of a man hanging, you think by the neck. And some of you might think pirates. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, okay. No, that's not what a hanged man is on the original in the original deck. The hanged man is hanging upside down and there's a rope around his ankle and he is not upset. He's not struggling. In fact, he's quite comfortable and his legs make the symbol of the upside down four, which relates to the emperor. So it's the emperor who has been hung up a little bit. Maybe he has some delays or maybe he's realizing life isn't all about material rewards. A hanged man year is one in which you go back into deep contemplation and meditation and you learn higher spiritual truths in and of yourself. Whereas a hermit year, you're showing the way for others. You're trying to be a better example for others. In the hanged man year, not so much. This is um, stuff that you're learning on your own. It's spiritual lessons. It is related to the element of water and also the planet Neptune. Sometimes a hanged man year can be when you are hung up on something when you have become addicted to some kind of substance or behavior. And this is the time to seek help from outside yourself. You have to learn to give up control. The man who's hanging by his ankle doesn't really have a whole lot of control over his life at that moment. You have to give up everything to God and you have to seek the assistance and help of other people. Also, it's a year in which you're going to deal with mother issues if you have not resolved them yet. Now, the next year, woo, it's a fun one. Death, 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 death. Halloween, hey, Halloween. Okay, that's my Halloween death song. (laughs) 13 is the death card. I love the death card. It is related to the sign of Scorpio now death in the traditional card is usually um, a skeleton and he's harvesting this is kind of gruesome sounding but trust me it, it's not meaning to me it's uh, he's harvesting body parts in a cultivating it in a field he's recreating himself he's rebirthing a new him he's learning what he wants about himself and what he wants to keep and what he wants to get rid of what he wants to grow anew <laughs> so you are going to transform yourself this is the year to get makeovers baby <laughs> you might have physical death in around you you might experience death that's a part of it possibly or death of things that just aren't working in your life Relationship, job, work, city. Living in a big house, maybe you want a tiny house. Living in a tiny house, maybe you want a mansion. Maybe you get money and transform your whole life. <laughs> maybe you stop driving and you take a lift everywhere. <laughs> maybe you stop taking a lift everywhere and you buy a car. You know, it's it's another changeable year, but you're changing the things you don't like about yourself. It could be dramatic shifts. You're going to learn independence and authority, self-authority, in a death year. So you're going to, what's going to die is going to be the things you just need to say goodbye to, and you're done. Hmm, yeah, I don't like that smoking habit anymore. Boom. Going to go see a hypnotherapist, and in six weeks, ba boom ba bing I'm done kicking the habit before I kick the bucket from this horrible cigarette addiction for example now the next card is really beautiful this one is a temperance year 14 is the number of temperance it's related to the sign of Sagittarius this is literally a picture of an angel with one foot in the water and one foot on the earth there's a perfect healthy balance and she's pouring water into onto the land she's tempering everything making it smooth everything especially after death year you want a smooth year this is a beautiful energy you've learned how to play by the cosmic rules and you're going along you're listening to your muse you're helping humanity it's kind of a more relaxed year and then we get to number 15 which is the devil we're going to have a devil year during a 15 year and that is related to Capricorn And during a double year, you might be tempted to get back into addictions. You might be tempted uh, through sexuality, through drugs, through all kinds of temptations. That's a year in which you realize you might be in hell and you need a way out. But the door to hell is always open and you can always get yourself out of it. So any parts of your life that are hell, you're going to get out of it. Also, if you haven't been playing enough in your life, You've had a few years where you're just go, 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 work, 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 materialism, whatever. This might be the time in which you let loose, cut free, um, and and have a vacation, have a devil-may-care attitude. Just depends. So... I'm going to go through this really quickly because I realize I have like less than 10 minutes to get through this. So the next card is the tower. It's related to Mars. The image on the card is people jumping off a tower and being struck by lightning and crumbling down. Yay! <laughs> well, all your illusions are going to be shattered in a tower year. Things that you've had long, long had uh, held beliefs uh, if you were a Catholic your whole life, this might be the year you leave the church. If you're an atheist your whole life, this might be the year you uh, turn to Judaism or something, you know. If you um, held illusions that your government is good, <laughs> things like 9 11 happened. <laughs> Wouldn't it all surprised me that it might have been a world year of the tower, I don't know if it was, but that'd be kind of funny. But Mars forceful powerful energy it's gonna be knocking down the crap you don't need in your life it's going to be knocking down all of your illusions self-built and also taught by others in your life that is going to be a year of truth at the end of a tower year you're gonna stand stronger even though parts of your life might not be standing anymore But don't worry, because it's always good. It's a shake-up chaotic year. Now, the next year, 17, is the star, and it's related to Aquarius. This is literally your year to shine. And you're going to shine bright like a diamond or a star in the sky. This is a year in which you're going to just have your angels and your guides and all the fairy folk and God and all of your spirituality is just going to feel so ramped up. You're going to connect to your eighth chakra. You probably hang out on the star grid quite a bit. You're going to learn about your spirituality in new and meaningful ways. And it's going to just be bursting out of you like just so many stars in the night sky. The star year is a very good and positive year. Now your next year, after that, if you, if you get an 18 for your year, this is related to Pisces and the moon. Now the moon card... would be about the time to go see a shaman. <laughs> Just send me a message. Let me know you're coming. <laughs> this is when you're going to go, Oh, crap. I got some baggage that was repressed. All the subconscious crap is coming up. I didn't even realize I had it. I thought it was clear. I thought it was fine. Ah, and you are going to be shown a reflection of yourself back to yourself as things in your subconscious mind are going to come back and we'll bite you in the ass if you haven't dealt with them. It's a time of contemplation. It's a time to go see your shaman. It is a time to realize it's it's time to let go of your baggage. Anything you have repressed, this is a time that you're going to let it go. So it's a healing year. It's a big, big healing year. And then that's followed by a wonderful year called the sun year, 19 Card 19 is the sun, and it's literally related to (laughs) the sun. Isn't that ironic? The moon is related to Pisces, but the sun is related to the sun. (laughs) That's really funny, isn't it? The sun year is literally... Sunshine, sunshine, happiness, and rainbows, and butterflies, and yeah, sunshine year. Okay, guys, I'm sorry I sang there right then about the sun year, because holy crap, I just broke the internet literally it cut me off and the whole internet shut down and my one recording that was 50 some odd minutes it was like 51 minutes um disappeared the app shut down shut itself off and I thought well you know what it's time for a bathroom break and I went to the bathroom and I came back and the internet had come back on And my one recording broke down into seven separated out recordings and already started to upload, even though I didn't say to. I am a little freaked out right now. One of the recordings literally had nothing in it. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell just happened? I'm literally freaked out, so... (sighs) I hope this show goes out tonight. I hope it works. I don't even know what the hell that was. (sighs) I know we're to expect anomalies, electronic anomalies in the fifth dimension, but holy crap, that was freaking weird. I'm sorry, I broke the internet with my voice. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. All right. Basically, Sun Year is the year of happiness. Let's move on. The next year, if your tarot year card is 20, that is a judgment year. So, all right. it's not all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, and John Denver songs. <laughs> when we get back to uh, judgment year, it's a little bit, more, little bit more work. This is a picture of Gabriel, the angel, blowing on his trumpet, and the people are rising up out of their graves. The woman is looking to the man for direction and the man is looking directly to God because he's now in his perfect self. And the child is in between the two of the, the man and the woman. And the child is a product of them both. It's like they're a married couple now. And the child is a child of God and does not look to the mother or the father for answers, but directly to the one light. So a judgment year is a year in which you need to start realizing you're part of something greater than yourself, and anything that isn't working for you, you you need to basically judge it. It's time, you know, <laughs> call um, things out in your life you don't need anymore. It's time to uh, get back to your roots and realize your connection with the divine in a very mature way you're not dealing with the conscious mind or the subconscious mind. You're d- directly deal- dealing with divine. You know, you, you have to judge. Do you like who you are? The direction your life has taken. Um, it's not like a wheel of fortune year where the universe is going to put you back on your path of destiny in the judgment year card. You are responsible for yourself so the judgment card is related to the element of fire and Pluto which is a planet damn it always standing up for Pluto (laughs) Uh, it's a planet now like why would they just kick it out of the solar system and then oh okay we'll let you back in you're bigger than we thought ah pick on the little guy I hate that they did that so, the element of fire and Pluto is related to the judgment card. And Pluto is is related to... Oh, gosh. Um, well, Saturn is related to limitations. What is Pluto related to? It's more of a generational. It takes longer to rotate around the sun. Um, orbit around the sun, sorry. Um, Pluto is kind of a generational cycle planet so when you are in your judgment year you're going to look back on your life and go huh alright, you're going to kind of decide what kind of a person you have been and determine what kind of a person you're going to be from here on out I think you start to see yourself more as God sees you you start weighing your good and bad deeds at this point. Sort of feeling feeling I have about that. So the next year, when in, when your um, you know date of birth and your month and your year, th- uh, this year, not your birth year at all, but this year, for right now is two thousand nineteen. When that adds up to twenty one, that is the world card. And the world card is related to Saturn, which is a planet of limitations. And it's also related to the element of earth. When you are in a world year, you gain the world. And when you gain the world, you can become rich. You can become famous for real in a world year. But it won't have as much meaning for you because you're more interested at this point in the ascension, in enlightenment, in living in the fifth dimension, being of the world but not in it, having your oneness consciousness, your divine connection to God, your connection to divinity is going to be more important to you so it's kind of ironic, isn't it? That when you gain what you always thought you wanted, eh, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> but, but, but the fact that I'm one with everybody on the planet, that's more important. The fact that my actions can affect millions, that's more important. The fact that um, the whole world might be watching me and I can change the world on a dime for the better for the positive the world card is a card of dancing it's the cosmic dance it's just a really wonderful powerful and divine card where you are dancing in the center of the universe and yet you're not seeking the attention for yourself you're seeking to unify everyone together. So, yeah, <laughs> think of this song, We Are the World. I'm not going to sing again. I don't want to break the internet. <sighs> but, yeah, ruled gear cards are good. <laughs> They're good. All right. The next card is and the very final card, which ironically is the very first card. The zero becomes the 22, the full year. Yes. This is a year you learn to trust God. You trust yourself. You trust the universe. You are a voyager on this cosmic journey. You realize that you are just living it up in the fifth dimension having all kinds of experiences you have your trusty dog I mean God by your side at all times and you're a vagabond but you're not really you're just having an adventure and this is who we all are <laughs> and you're, you're journeying you're a journeyman and and you're on a on a spiritual path, and it's when you realize you are not a human having a spiritual experience. You realize you are a spirit having a human experience. You realize that you're you're a soul. You're so much greater than you thought you were in the back in the beginning. <laughs> Leaps of faith will be your uh, key for this. For this year, taking a leap of faith. Traveling is possible in the full year. <laughs> All kinds of wonderful things will happen to you in a full year. But don't be foolhardy if you're not spiritually mature you're going to learn some lessons about actually being a, a fool for real being a, you, don't want, you, want to be, you want to be the fool not a damned fool <laughs> and you don't want to be fooled by other fools that are damned fools so you've got to be careful in the full year but if you're spiritually mature and you're on a spiritual path and you're on the correct path life is going to be grand for you and that makes me very happy. If you're there right now, I'm still at the uh, <laughs> right now. I'm at the hermit year. So a full year is uh, related to your anus, haha, ha. <laughs> and the element of air. And, <laughs> and lest we suffer, suffer fools more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't want to suffer fools and the hot air that they express. <laughs> so that's pretty funny, actually. But it's, it's a really, it's a good year, and no matter what you do in a full year, you're going to have a great amount of lessons and learning and lovely stories to tell about it. All right, guys, I, I just, it's like i got to quit while I'm ahead. That is the end. That is What all the years mean? This is one of my longer ones. Sorry about that, guys. Yesterday was a shorter episode, so I hope it makes it up. (laughs) I love each and every one of you. Feel free to write me at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com for questions, comments, ideas for upcoming episodes, um, if you need clarification on anything, or if you just want to make a a donation to me via PayPal. Um, I'm doing this. Literally, this is my passion and my work, but I only make one penny every time you listen. So, and and that's only if you listen to the the one commercial I have. (laughs) So I remember back in the day when I, when I was so happy, I made 10 cents. So I've come a long way. I'm now making 75 cents a day per episode. So, you know, it's a progress. It's a, it's progress and it's a process. So I might be on a, a fool's journey, but it's a hermit year for me. So I'm just here to be a way shower and to love you guys and do my best to bring you the best of spiritual knowledge that I currently possess. So that's pretty much all I'm doing here. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> that's That's all I got to say about that. I love you guys. I wish you well. Just keep on keeping on and uh, remember that all of life is, is just a journey. We are all fools on this planet and in this dimension. Uh, some will say we're fools to even come here at all, but we are the brave ones. <laughs> brave fools. <laughs> the brave fool world is where we live. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, we're in the process of ascending, so just keep going up, up, up. And love the card you're with (laughs) for this year. And every year is changing. Everything's changing. The one thing you can't change about life is that life is always changing. So now I'm signing off with peace and joy. (sighs) And the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time. Peace.